You are listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at one of us net at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage one of us.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I, for one, would be the, like to be the first to welcome our new robot overlords. I mean... Yeah, they're gonna be, right? This is gonna happen. I mean, Cinema has told me one thing, that the second somebody puts up a marketing for our new lifelike android is the time I move to the Arctic and just cut off from the rest of the world. Not me. I'm in, man. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? A bunch of old white dudes in Washington, D.C. or a robot that probably is going to be smarter and better at their job. I'll take the robot. And That's, she's I'm got fine. great dance moves. She does. She certainly does. Um, In fact, even with all the things in this new movie, Megan, that's very much like sort of the child's play reboot, if you will, you know, super AI intelligent thing that of course goes crazy and starts killing, but has uh, an interesting personality. I'm still like, yeah, I'd still get one. Only, you know, adult sized and hot. Oh, yeah, that would be the next rollout. <laughs> yeah, of company. course. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. I think the, they they don't show you the scenes where they're already working on. That. I'm surprised the Ronnie Chung character didn't already have one in the background being worked on. Well, the guy, the moment he saw that thing working, he he was like, "You, if you could see inside his brain, he was like going, I have like eight real dolls." <laughs> he was like, it's like, oh, that is latex. I know how that works." <laughs> anyway, yes, we're talking about Megan with a three in in place of the E. This is the new Blum, Blumhouse film that they are really promoting the, cr- the crap out of because they think they've got their hands on a big a new franchise here and you know what even if you walk out of this film going it's not for me there's no denying that they've got their hands on a new franchise here yeah it's easily marketable and also it's it's fun yeah. fun is fun is important for franchises yeah i mean and they definitely focused on the fun you were saying your sister actually works for the company yeah, and so said they decided to sort of pivot more towards the fun than the horror yeah exactly i'm gonna put forward the disclaimer i am not reviewing it based off any connection there because we got to do that whole thing but yes they basically said oh yeah you know the fun parts are the parts that we really like and people seem to like like let's focus our edits on that and i think the fun parts do stand out actually well, uh, that is Ben. Hello, Hi, ben. hi. Also joining me is... Mars. And... Kim. So, yeah, I, w- I was, you know, I mean, I love horror movies. I'll go see anything. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. It's a horror movie. I'll give it a chance because you never can tell with horror. Stuff mm-hmm. that looks fantastic could be dog shit and stuff that looks like dog shit sometimes is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Look at the entire Child's Play series. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I remember going, that looks awful. I don't want to see that. And I didn't for years. And now I'm like a huge fan. And yeah, I have and like collector sets. The Bride of is one of my favorite horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Then the so Leprechaun dumb. series. Okay, let's not go crazy, Ben. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although I do like the last one they did. That was where they cut out all the other ones and they're like, this is only a sequel to the first one. That one's actually surprisingly good. Anyway, sorry. That's another thing entirely. We're going to talk about this movie, Megan, that is directed by Gerard Johnstone. Uh, the idea came up with, with Akila Cooper and James Wan. Akila Cooper wrote the screenplay for this. The star that you'll recognize if you've seen Get Out, which I pretty sure you have and <laughs> is Allison Williams. You know, she's done this before, you know, she, she's done horror. She knows how to do this sort of thing, but she doesn't, she's certainly not what I would consider a scream queen who shows up all no, the time no. in these things. So getting her who is a moderately big star in her own right is kind of a big deal. They obviously paid a lot to get her because it sends a subtle message going, Oh, she was a girl from that other really great horror movie. So you're like, okay, she's got that subliminal thing <laughs> attached to her going, well, maybe this is good. Cause that same girl's in this, uh, Violet McGraw plays her niece here who, who, uh, is, you know, from the school of little girls that definitely were bred to be in horror films. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I expected her to turn evil at some point. Yeah, she's got that kind of that perfect horror movie, just kind of kid stare. Yeah. It makes uh, it, it's not quite creepy, but it's just kind of like, please get away from me. I'm going, um, are they making another ring film? Because it kind of feels <laughs> yeah. like they've already cast Samara. I mean, she's <laughs> like, a Dr. Sleep, so I mean, that already tells you enough. Yeah. And The Haunting of Hill House, so she has oh, a track record, too. There you Ooh. go. Uh, but Allison Williams is Gemma. She's a roboticist, uh, so, who's obviously sort of like a prodigy genius. They established that she's been building robots since she was a kid, really obsessed with them. Um, I mean, she's just a dork for them. She lives by her, by herself. Um, her And she works for this big company that makes toys. And she developed a sort of like a Furby that's much more intelligent that can actually interact with you on certain levels. And it's just, it's like a Furby, but super advanced. And it was a huge hit. But meanwhile, Violet, who's her niece, her parents die in a car accident and Basically, the parents' wish was that Gemma would be the one, if anything ever happened to them, to take care of, uh, of Katie. And neither one of them is wildly comfortable <laughs> with this at first. But as it turns out, uh, Gemma has been working on, well, you know, as you see in the trailers, Megan, which is a full-size child robot that has the most advanced AI ever developed. Like, full-on learning machine. I mean, it's basically just the speech when they explain what Terminators are. Which they also even call out, it's like, wait, did you, did you not put any parental controls? No. <laughs> like, it's like... This is our downfall. I, I just went right off the bat. Like, there's no way someone as obsessed with the robots as you were in high school did not read iRobot and know, oh my God, yeah. there's very specific, <laughs> unbreakable, unbendable rules you put in when you make an intelligent machine. And yes, because iRobot proves to us that that's ever going to be the fact, right? Well, but, that's more to do with the Hollywood version of it, not the actual okay. original book. Fine. <laughs> the Hollywood version is like, yeah, but what if they start killing anyway? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our Marvel fans out there, if it helps, Gemma is the Tony Stark of this universe, and uh, Megan is Ultron. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, she's like, okay, well, I wasn't going to, I was told not to keep developing this thing to work on a cheaper version of the Furby thing, but I'm going to do this anyway now because I'm so worried about my niece. I don't know, really know how to connect with her, and this thing's mostly done. It just needs a little bit See, more work. You know, tech will fix everything. Yeah. And she does, in fact, get it working, and immediately the daughter's like i feel better <laughs> i have a full-on <laughs> robot best friend now and you know the actress 
who is actually uh playing the the role there Megan um uh Jenna Davis is the voice of Megan and Amy Donald uh doing the physicality which they just CG over to make her look like a robot is great they're they're great they're a great team uh, mm-hmm. i mean cuz she's both convincingly adorable as a child's toy ai and also anytime she does something that's slightly off it's immediately very off-putting and creepy it it sets up in the right way it takes advantage of the uncanny valley mm-hmm. you know which is that oh something that's so close to being human but not quite that it goes let's use that to be scary yeah they did a really good job with her face yeah, yeah. those scenes where it's like another human seeing her for the first time it's like oh this is a friend and like oh dear christ well <laughs> it's like yes yes that's what i would do too thank you i mean she's programmed as a, a bonding thing so she bonds with the child and it's like protect the child no matter what but she's supposed to i mean they talk about it like yeah, yeah of course we put all that shit in about not hurting anyone or killing anybody but like yes but you didn't make it the unbreakable priority you said yeah learn adapt evolve and it quickly goes, yeah, you know what? Probably the best thing to do to keep this kid from getting hurt and is kill a bunch of people. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And that's the kind of movie you have here. There's literally, if you've seen the trailer, if I told you this premise, you know everywhere this movie is going. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is not an art film. <laughs> this is like a an audience pleaser, PG-13 horror film that for the right crowds, they're just going to find it delightful. Well, I'll say I really enjoyed that the Allison Williams character was a robotic scientist, and that helped me understand why she would build or why she would give this machine to a child. Because coming in uh, after seeing the trailer, I was like, there's no way in hell I would give any child a robot this creepy. But knowing that she built it and this was her way of trying to connect with her niece, I was like, okay, there's kind of a there's kind of a line there that. I, I can understand. It kind of makes sense. And plus, she built it so she feels like she can trust it. She doesn't see it as dangerous. Because that was my first thought, like everyone else in the film who sees Megan for the first time. Like like Ben said, oh my god, what is this? But she's like, oh yeah, it's something I built. I've been doing robots my whole I, life. I've, I've felt kind of like, I mean, you can read into it the idea that this is a person that prefers machines to people. Yes. You know, because that's always been her thing. But I felt like they could have done more with developing that she's, the of her being socially awkward or her not really liking being around other people. I mean, it's more hinted at than dealt with specifically. And I felt that would have helped that translation of like, I think this is why she's like, it's going to be fine. I think her home is more set dressed to explain that too, though, that, that her spare room basically is like concrete. And like, like I think they explained that well. And like, as Kim says, like you see her first connecting with Katie through robotics. So she's like, Oh wait, I already have something that's kind of close to this that may be able to help us. So, I mean, I get that. I will say some of my issues with it are, like, they didn't know how to pace all of that in the beginning. Like, the comedy, I think, is not purely comedy. It is definitely horror comedy. I think it hits well. But I think the beginning, there's a whole period where it's like you're slowing this down and not letting in any of the quirky weirdness or the comedy. And then the emotional parts they're trying to get to don't actually hit to literally like the 11th hour. And it's not a problem because the, when the emotional section hit for me, I think they hit really well, but it's like, you're trying to lay groundwork for this. And then you layer it in with a bunch of the comedy and you lose all of these connections that should, that should have this payoff. And it distracts a little, it's not a failure, but it's definitely, if when you look at it, like, yeah, you know, I really like the whole second and third act so much better than the first act. Well, I mean, the first act more so than, 
certainly like the the main thing you compare it to the Chucky films, there's very little setup in the Chucky films before they start rolling. Mm-hmm. This is more like we really want to develop these this scenario. We want I for some reason they're like we want this to seem completely plausible, despite the fact that the whole thing, every character is like a caricature. Nobody feels real. They're all like very exaggerated people. The se- the sequences are exaggerated. There's nothing about this that feels like it's real. But no, Ronnie Chang th- really does feel like Elon Musk. To me, <laughs> that's true. That's true. The company at head of the company. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, that's I kind of actually liked that first act. I enjoyed watching it take its time a little bit to get into it. Um, but I also like robotics because, again, I'm waiting for my sex work. I agree. I appreciate the first <laughs> act. I just think it, the second and third act, I feel like, have a lot more, you know, power to them or more well, staying power in my the, mind. The first act was so slow, and I felt like there was a huge missed op- opportunity right after the parents died for Allison Williams' character to show some emotion. She was very, she literally waited until the last five minutes, in my opinion, to earn her paycheck mm. when it came to acting. I'm not a fan of be- I I guess she was trying to go for like a stiff um n- non-personable performance but it just seemed really almost too muted for me to be enjoyable. I had no connection to her character. I I didn't care if she lived or died and I thought that was a big problem since she's our lead yeah. other mm-hmm. than Megan. I mean that's the problem is like most horror things like this your killer, your Freddy Kruegers, your Jasons, your Michael Myers, whatever, they're not the star of the film. They're the icon of the film, right? But they actually develop the main character and make it where, like, that's the person you root about, you care about. Here, she knows she's not the star of the film because Megan has a fully developed personality and shit t- tons of dialogue and screen time. She's the star of this movie, like, no question. And and so, Alison Williams, like, I gotta compete with that. <laughs> well, that in... Even if we were to talk about the the child, Katie, if you go back to child's play, Andy, we all cared about Andy. Mm-hmm. He was cute. We we even cared about the mom a little bit because she was so concerned about him. So we had that emotional um, like family level that we cared about, and we wanted them to survive Chucky with Allison Williams and Katie. Again, they never <coughs> felt connected as family. It's almost like Katie never even met her before. <laughs> yeah. And then Katie herself was honestly a brat. And nothing makes me not like a child more in a movie than if they're a brat. Yeah. I get it. Your parents just died, but you're you're being a little bit too Very out of quickly, hand for me. I was like, you know what? This one might be broken. We should throw it back. It's like yeah. the Babadook <laughs> child where you're like, so you don't want me to have children. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Because there's kind of undercurrent in the movie of like trying to make commentary on human connection versus humans with tech throughout the entire thing that just kind of gets lost. Um, in part because of, you know, the connections that we have with Katie and Gemma, just because they're just kind of analogs that are just kind of out there, you know, just there to get beat up, basically, by Megan, and that's it. Again, Megan is not just a collection of one-liners like even Chucky is. She actually is a full-blown personality and a real character in the film, so it's, like, it's really hard. That's all you're there to see. I agree with you 100%. Uh, they should have done more development with those two characters. They should have made – because they do the whole thing of like, oh, but attachment theory and if you give a kid after their parents or something big in their life goes away, something else they're going to they're gonna bond and attach to it in a way that can be dangerous, which I'm like, okay, I'm not a therapist, but I feel like attachment theory is not that simple. <laughs> but you know who else isn't a therapist? The therapist in this movie. Yes, <laughs> I was so I was so mad for Gemma when they're playing with the toy, and she's like, "You know, the toy can do other things." She's like, "It's just a toy." It's like, 
Did you know she's a toy designer? Like, <laughs> don't insult her whole damn career yeah, in let front her, of her. Let her teach her how to use it as part of the play. Yeah. Like, go like, oh, this is an incredible possible tool you have here, but let's talk about ground rules and how to make this work, because I agree, she should have her in her life. This is great, but there are possible dangers, and let's talk about, like, work out a way, you know, like, you can have it for this many hours a day type thing, because, yes... Megan ultimately is still a toy, or at least a well, first. There's the reference or to arguably. that about screen time in the movie. Yeah, there are hints of the really deeper parenting messages and stuff here that I do think are good. I don't think this movie fails on those sides. I think it because that's what it wants to do is also hit a lot of that stuff about technology and our children today. In but some I don't ways. think it really gives that I, much of a fuck though. It I, feels more like we're doing this because I guess you're supposed to. <laughs> but I, I will also say we, you know, we we've touched on that Megan has her own personality. I gotta say, I think everything they actually do with Megan is really terrific. Like as Chris said, <coughs> she's not a set of one liners. And when she has dialogue, those scenes are so good, actually. When she's, like, verbally sparring with Jenna or Gemma, that's really entertaining scenes. Uh, I really like that they actually went as practical as they could, getting a young dancer that could actually contort in those ways to make every jarring movement that she does actually real and practical. Makes a lot of those scenes feel a lot more impactful. Yeah. Like, to the credit of the movie, again, as Chris said, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what you're getting into, but you're going into this movie hoping for those payoffs and they actually do give you that, I mm-hmm. think, in a lot of ways. Uh, although, with the, with the exception that this is a PG-13 cut, literally last week in another city, they played the cut they thought they were going with, which was a rated R cut. In a week, they cut it down and it went way overboard apparently in cutting out the gore. Because I feel like a lot of the horror community is going to be like, whatever. This um, be- feels that. more like a black comedy than it does a horror movie, to be yeah. honest. I, I, and I could use that R cut. Like, I'm looking forward to the Blu-ray with the R cut now, but I don't think... I think a black comedy version of this does work. I think it has those legs, that, you know, and it's going to be just, entertaining. I mean, I don't think it doesn't. I just think it would work better sure. if it had the, you know, the full-blown actual weave. You're pretty horrified yeah. by these things because it cuts out... I mean, it cuts it out like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, it's like, oh my God, there's almost no gore in this. Yeah, not till like the last... Even Act. even then. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go to final thoughts. Ben, why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, I think overall, as Chris said, it's kind of like if you've seen the trailer, you know what you're getting into. But that can be good in some horror movies is if you know what you're getting into and you get what you want, that's actually really pleasant. I would love the R-cut. I would love to see this be darker because there's a lot of room for that. But it's definitely an enjoyable time. If you go in, if you saw the trailer and for a second said, it looks like it could be fun. Like, go see this. Go to the draft house, go somewhere with beer, grab a beer with some friends, and you'll have a great time watching it afterwards. I don't know if it's going to be, like, on the top of my rotation or anything, but if somebody's ever like, hey, you want to come over and watch this? I'll be like, yeah, let's have a good time. Like, this is that kind of movie. It, and if it does start a franchise, I don't think I'd be against it. We could use something that's doing another version of Chucky. This feels like a movie that the second one's going to be better than the first one. That's what it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this one was their one of, like, can we do something in a similar vein, but different and prove it. And I think this is going to do just really well. I don't think I can't imagine it's a super costly movie. There's nothing too absurd in this movie either. And honestly, yeah, I, when they get to the action, this movie, despite the lack of our cut stuff, it's actually really fun action. Like it, I won't spoil anything, but the last act I think does serve its purpose really well. Uh, so overall, um, I don't think it's going to be stellar for everyone, but I'm going to give it, 
Let's go with seven and a half out of ten Martika references. <laughs> Mars? Well, if you are really interested in the trailers, go see this movie. It's, you know, it's slightly predictable. It's nothing particularly new. But it is funny. I laughed more than I actually expected I would. Um, my only disappointments was, again, we got the PG-13 cut. So I was expecting, you know, this is a Blumhouse. This is James Wan. This should have more, you know, blood and guts. You know, based on, again, some of the stuff that we saw in the trailer. So, yeah. But I had a fun time with it. It was nice to walk into a movie and not be there for three and a half hours. <laughs> it did not feel long whatsoever. It was fun. You kept going. Uh, pacing was great. Um, so I'm going to give it a four hip thrusts out of ten. <laughs> uh, Kim? Uh, well, my biggest issue with it was the main two or the main actresses casting. Like I said, I just didn't connect to her at all. But if you're here to see Megan, which I think everyone is, you won't be disappointed um, as an audience because I thought uh, th that actress, it was interesting. There was a lot of suspense every time she was in a scene. Um, a lot like kind of Homelander and the boys. You didn't know if this was going to end with nothing happening or with heads rolling because uh, Megan, her dialogue was always uh, just tense enough that you were on the edge of your seat waiting to see what she was going to do. So I really enjoyed her as a character. I, I would watch a trilogy or, you know, four or five movies with her as the villain. So I thought that was done well. The CGI, uh, like Chris said, had that uncanny valley. She had this really um, uncomfortable way that she would blink and not move her mouth a lot when she was speaking that I thought worked really well for a creep factor. Um, love the secondary characters. Uh, this scene pretty much, this movie takes place pretty much in two set pieces, either Gemma's house or Gemma's office. At the office is where Ronnie Chang lives. Uh, basically, he was hilarious. Every time he showed up on screen, you knew you were going to get a huge laugh. Um, whereas the opposite, when you were at Gemma's home, I was fighting boredom a little bit but um overall i thought the movie was a good time uh i would recommend it to anybody like everyone else has said if you saw the trailer and you thought this was your cup of tea it probably is uh i'm gonna give it a five out of ten baby doll dresses this is one of those movies that's exactly what it looks like it is and that might be good for you that might be bad for you um i i do feel like you know, while it's funny, it's nowhere near as clever or funny as it should be. And uh, while it can be scary at points, it's definitely nowhere near as scary as it could be. And it's just flat out not gory, really, at all. But it is so helped by the decision to make Megan not just a CG character, but an actual physical human with that they just did the CG over her face. That use of the Uncanny Valley, and that is very clever, honestly, as just a purely design level instinct i go that's brilliant you really made that work that's super creepy and fucked up it also is basically just a rewrite of the last child's play movie the re the remake it's the same movie it's just with a cooler looking and more effective protagonist that brings in all the robotic stuff and what have you or like the ideas of like ai and you know the shit they should have been paying attention to when they programmed it um, this is fine. I liked it more than I didn't. I certainly wasn't in love with it on any level. I think a, lo a lot of audiences are really going to respond to it. I think your average, like, yeah, let's go see a fun horror film crowd 
are going to just, they're going to go apeshit over this. They're going to love it. And there's probably going to be like 12 of these before I die. So that's fine. <laughs> Although my hope is there won't be only because they'll be like, well, we actually made it. So <laughs> like, it's not important. We can't do that now. They'll sue us. They do have enough <laughs> other franchises going on right now. They'll be fine. Yeah. They the, don't, they don't need to franchise this one. But you know, I'm all for like Megan versus Chucky happening at some point. Well, that's you see, we don't actually know this, Chris. This is actually the prequel to Annabelle. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, scary dolls, and as scary doll things go, see, I never thought Ch- Chucky was scary at all. But once they decided to make him fun, I was all in. Well, like, I thought it was once he decided fun. to have children, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what children? Are you counting my cats? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they might be out there somewhere. If you are, contact me. I'll be cool. I promise. Anyway, um, yeah, it's fine. I. I I don't know. I probably, I'll watch the R-rated cut, which they inevitably will put out on Blu-ray just to see how hard they went. Cause, you know, I'm a bit of a gore hound, but this isn't a film I otherwise would probably rewatch again. Cause you don't, it's not one of those like, Oh, when the sequel comes out, I need to refresh my memory. <laughs> what happened at the first one? No, you don't. <laughs> you, you just watch the trailer. You'd be like, Oh yeah, I got it. I, I got everything. It's simple fun. It's fine. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten laws of robotics that you need to fucking program into your robots. What is wrong with you? So my only other question coming out of this movie is how fucking heavy is titanium that a 12 year old can lift it? Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of a there's a lot of confusion over the strength of certain metals in here and the weight of certain metals in here where I'm just like, wait a minute. Plus the tensile, the, the, the capacity for a doll this size, almost no matter what it's built with to do some of the physical things with weight and strength that it's capable of that I'm like, you know what, whatever. I mean, this isn't pulling me out of the movie, but I couldn't help but go. Yeah. I don't think that's how science works. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. There's like, you have a pause for a moment to question it in the movie. <laughs> Who <That's>, needs science? <laughs> that's what the creator said. 